2: Why linger in San Diego when you can come back to a surprisingly balmy mid-September or mid-December, I should say, here in Chicago as the winter meetings are done. The Cubs and the White Sox have more work to do, but we're here to talk about the state of things on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Bruce Levine.
0: Good morning, Matt Spiegel. Yes, back from San Diego. I reluctantly uh, got on a plane and came home. <laughs> it was 70 degrees and Pretty sunny. nice, huh? We were never outside except, you know, for moments in uh, these winter meetings. You always are inside running around chasing uh, scouts that you know, GMs that you know, front office people, uh, agents. It's just a a feeding frenzy of a thousand baseball people running around trying to get deals done and free agents signed and trades made. And it was not extremely busy as far as getting players back. White Sox made one move for Mazzara, the outfielder in a trade for steel Walker, but uh, the Cubs still languishing in uh, the Chris Bryant drama. We'll get into that and much, much more today on inside the clubhouse. Matt and I, Always interested in hearing from you at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 67011.
2: Yeah, we got a couple of guests in the 10 o'clock hour, but none in this first hour. So let's talk to people, Cub fans, Sox fans alike, at 312-644-6767. You can also text us at 67011. And, uh, you know, in a couple of years past, uh, we have bemoaned the state of the baseball offseason season. That was not the case at the winter meetings. We'll talk about it. Yeah, it
0: is is, is old school, off-season, winter baseball hot stove uh, as it it used to be. Love it. By the way, Matt, Inside the Clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's, the top deli, restaurant, and bakery in Chicagoland. They invite you to what they call soup season at their Northbrook location. While most call it... Winter, Max and Benny's invites you to soup fest. Matzo ball, chicken noodle, crepe loc, sweet and sour cabbage, and a different veggie soup seven days a week. Max and Benny's checklist. The best deli, no doubt. The best full restaurant without question. The best full bakery, you bet. Max and Benny's has a uniquely special new meeting and special event space. They can accommodate 50 to 200 people, parties, celebrations, meetings. Max and Benny's is your catering king. Ask for John at MaxandBennies.com for great deals. Complete dinners seven days a week, 4 to 9 p.m. Skirt steak, chicken, and the freshest fish in Chicagoland. 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Max and Benny's where the corned beef sandwiches are piled as high as a Chicago skyscraper. And the BS was pretty, piled pretty high at the, uh, at the GM, at the uh, winter meetings as well. There was a lot of talk. And not quite much action when it came to the Chicago teams. But, again, both teams were working hard. I can report that uh, the Cubs, even though they didn't make a deal, their front office people and the 23 other people they brought with them to the uh, winter meetings from the front office Hmm. were all in full attack mode trying to talk trade and set up trades and uh, periphery-free agents while they know they had to wait until the Chris Bryant market shakes out, which it has not.
2: Well, almost. Anthony Rendon is an angel. Josh Donaldson, the latest I read in talks with the Washington Nationals. But also the Braves are interested.
0: The Rangers are interested in Donaldson. Phillies, Dodgers. Woo, that's a lot. That's five teams. Yeah, and that, that's, the, that's the crux of this. Matt, is, and this is the perplexing thing for us covering it us talking about it here on The Score, fans listening to it, is that um, you keep coming up and back to 27-year-old Chris Bryant, You know, MVP, Rookie of the Year, icon of a world championship team, still an outstanding player, whether you look at it at war mm-hmm. or just the rote numbers. And you're talking about moving him because he only has two years of contract control left, and it doesn't appear like a long-term contract is going to be... Sent his way. That's number one. Number two is uh, the salary and the payroll situation is so high that they have no flexibility to move to repair their team. Now, look at the offseason the last two years, Matt. Last winter, they added Descalso and they added Brock. Two very minor moves that proved to be absolutely nothing for them. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for... Ben Zobris having to take a summer vacation for four months due to personal issues, they would not have had the money to be able to sign Kimbrell. That was their only significant move of two thousand and nineteen That was it this year in the off season so far um we've seen a bunch of uh relief pitchers, including now Brandon Morrow signed to a a one year contract a uh, make good it's a minor league deal it's right. a million dollars. If he makes the team, another million two five. If he uh, in incentives, they don't pay that. Here's how here's how strapped they are. They don't pay any of the incentives. It can be one point two five million until January of two thousand and twenty one. So they can't even even have that on their two thousand and twenty budget. Okay, so so
2: even if Morrow gives them something on the big league level and I feel like this is him saying look I have cost you lots of money if I can pitch at all I should pitch for you um but even even then that 1.25 doesn't count on the big league budget No
0: the 1 million does the one two five that he can make in incentives which is purely based on 50 games going towards 70 mm. uh if he appearances you know uh Great, if, if he does that, that means he's a big winner for them because that means he's healthy all year long and he's making those appearances. Otherwise, it's $20,000 a month in the minor leagues. This is the reality around baseball that is
2: unrewarding for a lot of people to look at and understand. But remember, the Yankees made sure they were under the tax last year. This year, they're not, as they go for Garrett Cole. The Red Sox are desperately trying to shed money to get under the tax. The Dodgers, for the first time in a couple years, are in a really good position. They're trying to spend because they are under the tax. The Angels, see what the Angels did before they signed Rendon? They traded their first round draft pick from this past year to the Giants along with Zach Kozart's thirteen right, million right. dollars so they could clear money for Anthony Rendon. It is more like the NBA and the NHL than it's ever been. The C B T is a de facto it's a, tax. It's a
0: great fit. it's a great a great point that you bring up, Matt, the fact that it is a hard cap now. Yep. And they're all what makes it a hard cap is that all thirty owners are adhering to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know any anything that the cba if the cba changes and it's going to be significantly different i think after 2021 um there there's got to be some flexibility moving forward or you will see a lockout or a strike uh for a period of time that year
2: and w- and the cubs were one of three teams over the tax this past year they don't want to do it nobody wants to do it two years in a row if they can avoid it
0: but but here, let's, let's talk and about I'm, this. And I'm not defending no, no, them. No, I'm just yeah, I mean, I'm pointing out the organizational look, state right, of but, this, but this relationship. This. The Cubs are g- going to pay a couple million dollars, all right? That's like a, that's a discalso contract. Uh-huh. It's, it's really nothing in the in the scheme of things. But the philosophical point is the important part, which, what we're talking about. These, these uh, owners want to stand together, not going over $200 million. They just want to stay right there, and they want to go under it. Uh, And therefore, uh, this marketplace that we're seeing right now where where it's been moving quickly for free agents, uh, that's for the best players, Matt. When you start seeing them all come off the books... It might be another long hard winter for the the other 120 players that are left standing.
2: Yeah, it's it's in, it's entirely possible once yeah. that happens. And uh, you know, texture's getting in here Bruce. Teams uh, like the Dodgers, Atlanta, St. Louis have been drafting well, developing players well. Why haven't the Cubs well, they're trying to change that, but you are exactly right in pointing to that. This is why you are where you are. No, no question about it, it. It's five to six years of a failure to draft and develop. They got 3.1% of their innings last year, Bruce, were from guys that they drafted. 3%, and it, it has killed them, and so they're it wasn't, changing. It wasn't
0: a good 3%. No, no it wasn't, James
2: <laughs> Norwood. So, <laughs> and now, so that's why we're talking to Justin Stone, the new director of hitting at 10 o'clock, right. and Craig Breslow, the new director, of pitching, Jason McLeod has been moved sideways, and but it's going to take a while to recover from that. Yeah, and
0: that that is really the crux of it, and the point that I, I've tried to make as well uh, for um, the last month or two is that you know there's no getting around that they, the minor league system has failed them. Okay, mm-hmm. they they had a great start, and Jason McLeod did a great job at the beginning, and you can't ignore developing Glaber Torres and Jimenez and Cease. Two or the three, maybe all three are going to be star big stars. Glaber Torres is already a star. Jimenez, four hundred and twenty at bats, thirty-one home runs. So they've had to make trades. They got Quintana. They got, um, you know, they got Chapman. They got a World Wade, Championship. But uh, that all stopped. You know, you know those players are gone, and there hasn't been any players coming through the system that make a difference. I mean, David Bode's kind of a nice backup player. Uh, Ian Happ, we don't even know what he is at this point in time. Um, So, And zero, and I mean zero, pitching developed in eight years. So what you have is you have a situation where the whole minor league system and development and scouting system are being uh, flushed out and and brought up to date by Epstein and Hoyer. But in the meantime, the present team is going to have to suffer.
2: Let's um, let's hear Jed Hoyer talk about the offseason a little bit to give some context as to the way things have gone, Bruce, because, as you said, the, the Cubs and, and White Sox leave there um, w- with not as much done as, as perhaps we were hoping, but I think uh, the way Jed talks about the order of things makes a lot of sense and, and leads you to believe that there could be some activity soon.
1: I just think that, in, in general, there's been a focus on free agency, which is totally logical and I think that there's still some really good players in the free agent market and so I think that um, you know we're not there yet there's still some guys that are that teams are focused on but I do think that um, the way it's moving you know it, it, traditionally you know Christmas was always a uh, you know kind of a a boundary, so to speak, for free agents that everyone wants to be signed by, by by Christmas. Maybe we're going back to that, you know. And so that would uh, certainly leave, uh, you know, the rest of December after that in January. That would be more of a trading season. Um, so, um, you know, maybe we're moving back to that traditional calendar. I'm not sure, but you I, guys will be done in two weeks. No, but I, I was talking about free agency. I think that that would be yeah. you know, if um, you know if the primary free agents are, are off the market. That def- definitely. Uh, it clarifies the dynamic
0: for different teams.
2: So what should a Cub fan be hoping for Donaldson to where leaving which teams available in trade talks?
0: doesn't really matter, but uh, I, you know, the best, best deals coming back for Bryant. If you're talking about getting Bryant is probably Atlanta. You would like to see Atlanta Mm -hmm. probably miss out and you probably want, uh, you know, you probably want a team like the Phillies to miss out because uh, they have some nice matchups too, as well. So, um, you know, if you went to Washington, I think that would be ideal for the Cubs to make a trade for Bryant to bring back three or four players that would be uh, hopefully impactful very soon.
2: This is my dream is Atlanta. That that Christian Pache, that that center fielder, leadoff type. They're
0: not trading him.
2: Oh, God, I want him. He's not going. He, he, He's uh,
0: not going. You're getting the other guy.
2: Austin Riley? No. Well, you'll get baseman. Riley.
0: Yeah, you'll get Riley. You'll get, uh, you know... You'll get the, the other center fielder with a couple years oh, left in the contract, and Ender Inciarte. Inciarte. Yeah. All right,
2: so if you get Inciarte, who's a major leaguer that you can put in center and, and hit leadoff, lead if up. you want. Yeah, I mean, you know and, and then you get Austin Riley as a third base prospect, and maybe one of right. their young pitchers.
0: That's it. Yeah. So, but that's Chris Bryant. You know, I know, Mister uh, Mister Rookie of the Year, MVP, five war, five to six war player every year. Um, you know. I know he's been disappointing to some people here over the last year and a half. I understand that. But uh, that is uh, still an, a, a player that's going to play at 28 with four or five peak years ahead of him.
2: Yeah, um, but it is a guy who's not going to sign here in two years. And I, I don't think they want to well, sign him. If, here if they, here they were serious
0: years. about probably winning a World Series this year, it would matter. I don't think they are. Hmm. I don't think they look at themselves as a World Series team right now.
2: But with Chris Bryant, they have failed the last two years. They have collapsed the last two Septembers yeah, with can, Chris Bryant.
0: You can make that case for the other Bigfoot players that uh, they could trade as well. Yeah, I, I think... Contreras, I, Baez, you could... Uh, um, you're not going to get anything more. I mean, if you trade Javi Baez, you get a half a franchise.
2: I understand the tradability um, or the desire to trade Chris Bryant uh, among your choices, I think, more than most for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like eventually he's going to get paid more than they think he's worth. At a bigger extent than Bias is right. going, to than right. worth, then going to get paid more than he's worth, than Rizzo is going to get paid more than he's worth, than Contreras. I think Bryant is going to get this kind of Rendon money or you know approaching Bryce Harper money, and they do not want to pay right. him that.
0: But the key, Matt, is you have to win that trade. You must win that trade. You cannot just shuffle the eighteen million and say, well. We had to dump that money. We we that you for a player like that, you with two years left. Yeah, th- that's a lot of time, really. Two well, years is a lot of time.
2: Well, what you're bringing up is the absurd position they have found themselves no in doubt. because no they doubt. have not scouted and developed, and they have such little uh, maneuverability. They right. have to nail this they, kind of. They trail. might
0: have scouted, but they certainly haven't developed. No, you know, so <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> those, those players might go somewhere else. But uh, you know, again. Uh, We're not here to uh, crap on uh, Jason McLeod, who did an excellent job to begin his tenure, and it just folded up on him. But, you know, he would tell you if he's sitting here, yeah, you know, uh, we suffered from our success. We traded our top young players. Mm -hmm. We also drafted very late every year because of the fact that we were successful. Those are all true things. But you must must develop some pitching in an eight-year period. You have to be able to force those guys through your system so you're not always out there looking for a stealth trade or signing another free agent.
2: There were pitchers available in some of those drafts, pitchers that are at the big league level and doing very good things. Let's take a
0: call or two and then go to a break, okay? This
2: is Matt in River North on 670 The Score. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning,
1: fellas. Yeah, Bruce, you know, like you're talking about the trade for Chris Bryant. That doesn't sound like enough for me if he's got two years left. Uh, I don't want to just give him away. And the thing with prospects, you got to be able to develop them and you got to make sure they're good. If you look at the other side of town, is this Blake Rutherford guy ever going to see a major league field? Ever?
0: No, it's all perception, though. Well, of right, what so you how do you know? System,
1: right? I want major league players, ready players, back for Chris Bryant. Okay. You know, I want guys I can insert right away. They may not be as good as him, but I want guys that can play.
0: I'd like Chris Bryant.
1: I, well, let me ask you this, too. I have a lot of friends who are Nash fans, and I go, with the game on the line, who do you fear most in the Cubs lineup? And he said, without a doubt, Rizzo. I don't want to see him up with the game on the line. They're not afraid of Bryant. They're afraid
2: of Rizzo. All
0: right, say good morning to uh, Matt Spiegel, would you? <laughs> hey, <Matt>. I will. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's all. It's all good, Matt. Yeah, I mean, what what Rizzo does is he changes with two strikes. He changes and adjusts with two strikes, like very few sluggers are able to do. Yeah, Bryant does not.
0: He, he has an approach. Yes, you know, and right? Bryant
2: Bryant does not. And
0: why? Brian used to, but he, he sure doesn't anymore. No, he didn't last year. There's no doubt about it. Right? Because that adjustment also includes being able. To go to right field,
2: correct, and he didn't. He was, no. he was a. See, that's the thing that p- people don't. I, I think don't under, realize there is disappointment within the organization at where Chris Bryan no is doubt. right now. No
0: doubt. I mean, the, the numbers alone are, are not impressive to them. They just feel. He's a guy that is not getting the most out of his ability right now. And
2: he's locked and loaded into a way of doing things that he has been taught since he was five years old, and it has worked out beautifully for him, and he's going to get paid for it. So they do not believe he's going to change. So that's part of why I understand why they're going to do this. Lots of
0: people want to talk to you, Matt, and we will get to your phone calls at 312-644-6767, text 67011. After this short break, we will be back to talk about White Sox move for Mazzara, Cubs, and bryant is there a free agent Japanese outfielder that's on their way, possibly to Wrigley Field?
2: Uh, you're very sweet to say so, but we know they all want to talk to you. It's inside the clubhouse on six seventy. The score we have, uh, we have our work cut out for us. It's uh, we're, we're at an important time. We're trying to serve a lot of buried interest. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Not even we know where it's going. You know, we know there are things that we'd like to do. We don't know what's going to be possible for us yet. And it's an off season. I think we're we have to be patient in a lot of ways. There's. Um, Yeah, free agency seems to be starting to move along, and then trades will come next, and we're trying to stay on top of everything, make sure we don't miss an opportunity to get better. That is Theo Epstein talking about the difficulty of this particular offseason. They have to thread the needle, Bruce Levine. Got probably one move that they can make in terms of trading somebody, if it is Bryant, if it's Contreras.
0: Well, they could trade anybody they want. Uh, It just depends on uh, what type of team you want to have on the field in 2019.
2: I think they're going to try and serve a bunch of different masters. 2020, rather. 2020. I think they're going to try and and still be competitive.
0: You're you're right. I I, I like the way you explain it, you know, threading the needle. It's just there's just not much room for – Error, um, unless their plan is to just, let's, uh, let's move Bryant, bring in some young players. Let's see if we can compete. If we don't, we'll move some more veteran players by the trading deadline. Hmm.
2: Who's, who's going to play center field? You referenced the Japanese yeah. outfielder.
0: So his name is Shogo Akiyama. And he's a 32-year-old veteran of the Cebu Lions in the Japanese Central League. Uh, very good outfielder, good arm. Uh, Has range enough, according to the scouts I talked to, to play uh, above-average center field in the major leagues. On-base percentage career, 376. Mm -hmm. Left-handed bet. Some power there. Doesn't always uh, equate, doesn't always translate to major league parks because those ballparks are smaller in the power alleys.
2: It's a unique fit financially, it seems to me, because... Of his age and because of a little bit of injury history and because of the unproven nature of his big league stuff, he should be affordable.
0: Two years, eight to 10 million.
2: Come on now.
0: And they can't do that? There's three other teams involved and they cannot do that probably until they figure out whether they're going to have to spend money, uh, whether, whether they're going to have enough money to spend for him and other things that they need. With the Bryant contract, the Bryant contract is blocking all these moves. So they might lose him to either Arizona or um, there's two or three other teams that are involved. Mm -hmm. So, so he might sign before they can get to him. They had a conference. They talked to him personally and his agent, Casey Close, at the winter meetings. Uh, They like him very much, but they can't they can't fork over the money or the promise until they have some clarity in the bryant situation they may lose them before that
2: you're you're left hoping that if they want i mean he wants them that he can they can convince him to wait this is where you are and part of that is because because
0: you're the chicago cubs unbelievable right i mean is that why
2: well that yeah because you're chicago cubs and you've had uh, some successful you know, a successful go rounds with 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 foreign players. You're an exciting team, a fun yeah. place to play, that kind of thing. He's probably seen. Yeah, on I mean, TV. you know,
0: you also have a very successful at times Japanese player on your team as well. Yes, you do. Teammate. Don't know if they like each other or not.
2: Well, for for Reed, you on Twitter seems to be an awfully likable guy. So you you'd, you'd hope that that is that is a factor in there. But yeah, I, I'm surprised, and I guess I shouldn't say surprised. But I thought it could have happened by now, but it couldn't because that's just how tight the money is. Yeah,
0: it really is. I mean, you know, like we talked about the Morrow contract, where they're strictly defining the you know bonus money to 2021. Yeah, they have some margin of flexibility in 2020. That's that's scary for a huge market team like the Cubs, who uh, we we all know make tons of money, but. From the real perspective of doing business, Mm -hmm. Mr. Ricketts uh, has said, hey, we've spent a lot of money for you, and we're not going to spend much more, so... You must be more creative and make do with what you got.
2: What happened over the last four or five years is that MLB kind of sneakily snuck a luxury tax in under your nose, everybody.
0: That's it. You know, enjoy. Uh,
2: The bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Today, get to the Sprint on Rand Road in Arlington Heights between 1 and 3 p.m. to enter Sprint Power Play Payday Contest. The winner signs a one-day contract with the Wolves and $5,000. This is Otto in Brookfield on Inside the Clubhouse with Matt and Bruce. What's up, Otto?
1: Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to tell you before I get to my question, I wanted to tell you the Cubs ought to hire you full-time. Whenever you're on the Cubs broadcast, and I mean this sincerely, whenever you're on the Cubs broadcast, you give interviews before the game, you're not whispering, you speak confidently to the players. And then when the broadcasts go on, I don't, I don't hear that annoying cackling in the uh, background. No
2: you, you know, do, you, no, you do a fantastic th- fine, professional but Otto, job. There's no. like Otto, born for that position. There's no reason to bash a very, very talented and good teammate. There's uh, a very talented and good teammate in Zach Zayman who does not need to be bashed. Should we put Otto back on and let him make his point? What do you think?
0: I didn't hear what, what he said. What is, what did he, <laughs> I don't know if he had another point. No, it's it's very yeah. nice. Uh, it's question. a nice compliment uh, and, and well-deserved. Uh, I Appreciate
2: it. Otto, what else you got, man?
1: If you guys could pretend I'm a three-year-old, which my wife says I have the brains of. Pretend I'm a three-year-old here. When we're talking about teams going over the luxury tax, particularly the Cubs, how much money in dollars and cents are we talking? Because I don't understand we got a major market team here. They got new revenue streams that I know they're not in yet, but they're supposed to be coming in. particularly particular, with the new network, everybody's got to be paying for. How can they be crying poor? Or is this tax really that detrimental to the
0: Ricketts' bottom line?
2: Well, I think Bruce, you made a great point earlier, which is that all the owners are trying to remain lockstep in agreeing to and in, into adhering to. Right.
0: It. Uh, you know, the fiscally sound. I mean, who are these guys that own teams? They're all. Businessmen who have been very successful in other businesses before they ever got into baseball. Mm -hmm. They would have never had the residual dollars to get into baseball without being very hugely successful somewhere else. So they know about, you know, restraint. They know about the bottom line. Uh, It's not tons of money uh, until you get to about $240 million. Uh, That's when you start. And if you duplicate that over a couple of years, then you start... You know, it starts, uh, there's a multiplier involved, Uh and then you start losing draft picks as well.
2: So, the first time you go over the CBT, Mm -hmm. not bad. You have to pay 20% on every dollar that you spend over the amount.
0: A couple million dollars for the Cubs.
2: Yeah, in in terms of this this past season and and, and Mm -hmm. how far above they were, you're looking at about $12 million for the Red Sox to pay because the Red Sox were over two years in a row. Because when you go over for the second year in a row, it becomes 30% of mm-hmm. every dollar above the limit. When you do it three years in right. a row, it becomes 50% over the, uh, of every dollar right. it's over called the a, limit.
0: It's called a hard cap. That's what it is. And, uh, and that's just
2: the first tier. There's a second tier where it gets even, even, right. even higher and more difficult. And then you and start difficult. losing draft picks. Correct. Eventually. You'll, you'll, but there's a 12% tax over the second tier,
0: 42%. So the key is to manipulate it the way that you need to. The years that you want to go deeper into the free agent market, if you're a big market team, yeah, this this really exclusively is only put in there for five or six teams. If you think about it, Matt, because more than five or six teams in baseball are not ever going to get to two hundred million dollars in expenditures. That's not the markets that they're in. So you're talking about two La's, two New Yorks, Mets haven't got close, uh, one Chicago,
2: one Boston.
0: Okay. That's one, four. One Philly six, these days. Maybe seven.
2: Washington. They they, they the okay. learners are, right. are willing to get close. All right, that's eight. Um uh, others that have gotten close, well no, no. I don't think that's pretty much it. No, that. that's
0: it. So it's it's there to really impose on the Huge big markets. the behemoths, the evil right, empires, right? And to bring them back to again, you know, competitive balance tax—that's what it's called, right? Yeah.
2: Now, now, like, there was a lot of people who would have thought this was a very good idea about five or ten years ago. Then all of a sudden, the Cubs started acting like one of the big evil empires. You know, and now it, and now it doesn't feel so good.
0: It's you know what you know. What's a real good idea for me and the players' association would hate it. Um, you know, is they are getting close to granting free agency to players every year. And if you grant free agency to players every year, Hmm. what happens? You have a market of, you know, four or 500 players out there. And what happens is that the market adjusts and it corrects itself. So not everybody's going to get a huge contract. Everybody's gonna be out there looking for the best deal and it would adjust. You know, that's when you flood a market, any type of commodity market, mm. when you flood it, you know, there's gonna be at the top, there's gonna to be people making a lot of money. And as you get toward the middle and the bottom, much less and much less. Yeah, I don't think the players ever want that to happen.
2: No, the the inequity that right now takes place when you've got a, a John Lester making what twenty six mil? Or yeah, I think it's
0: adjusted f- to twenty this year, but you know it's it's up and back. It's still uh, for the for the uh, you know the market itself. It's it's around 22 million.
2: This segment is brought to you by Fast Park and Relax Indoor Airport Parking serving Midway Airport. Traveling from Chicago's Midway Airport, park with Fast Park and Relax and enjoy indoor parking just 2 minutes away for only $11 per day. Fast Park's van will take you to your terminal on time every time. Visit them at the fastpark.com, uh the com for reservations online. No walking, no waiting, never alone. This is Steve in Chester. Who's on six seventy? The score. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Speaks. Uh, good vibes, babe. Thank you, Steve. But, uh, good, I am talking
1: baseball on December fourteenth. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask Bruce. Did you go all the way back to WMAQ with Joe McConnell?
0: No, I, I never worked at WMAQ. I was at. Um, I was from nineteen ninety until. 2014, I was at a station called 1000, the old WCFL. Okay. Remember WCFL?
1: You, uh, you still did Sox pregame, right?
0: I I did not do the pregame. I was I did segments on the Sox pregame. That was when okay. uh, as when 1000 had the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Well, you're putting Bruce's resume together. Yeah. Yeah. What you know. <laughs>
2: Do I need to come to your office and interview? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have Bring, a baseball yeah. question? Bring your playbook. No, well, I'm going to go to
1: Max and Benny's and uh,
2: check him All out. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we have we a great need, day. Need more content out of you there, Steve. How about Mike in Frankfurt, Michigan? Hello, Mike. How are you? Good morning, guys. Where do you Bruce, want to go
0: to lunch, uh, Mike?
2: <laughs> what would you like to ask Bruce about his career? <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'll see you at Max and Benny's. All right. Bruce, uh, two, two
1: socks-related questions. Was Were the Sox surprised or caught off guard or unprepared for where the market ended up mm-hmm. at, at the uh, at the meetings? And number two, uh, is Rick Hahn starting to walk back some of his commitments on free agent spending this off season? Uh, James Feegan's interview seemed to suggest that he's now. Uh, As a
2: wavering or saying maybe it's next year we make the big push. That's alarming a lot of Sox fans.
0: Let's uh, listen to Rick Hahn uh, talk about some of that subject matter that you just asked about.
1: Well, we look at every part of the market. I mean, they, there's a handful of smaller names that came off the board recently that we spent a fair amount of time on. Uh, we don't close off any avenue to trying to improve this club, and that includes possibly doing something to the top of the market. Uh, we obviously have a great deal of information about these guys and how they could potentially fit and their desire to potentially be with us or what their priorities are. And when you're able to uh, potentially line up, it's we've proven it's something we'd pursue, uh, pursue aggressively.
0: Well, that doesn't answer you totally. I can help answer, and Matt and I can can talk about it a little bit the fact that yeah, I think they are a little surprised that the marketplace after they you know bid up Wheeler at. Twenty-three million average a year in that contract for five years. Uh, now that you have Keuchel and you have Bumgarner and you have Ryu left, what the hell is their market going to be? I mean, mm-hmm. if they're below Wheeler, how far below Wheeler and how many years below? And and you're committing to thirty-plus year old players with a lot of uh, experience, but an awful lot of attrition, possibly because of wear and tear on their arms. So where do you go? How many years? You might pay. 20 million dollars a year for all all three of them but how many years are you going to do it what what feels counterintuitive is that Madison Bumgarner is the youngest
2: of the three it just doesn't even make right. sense in your mind his
0: arm might not be
2: right but he but yeah. he is and now the Padre is supposedly interested in Bumgarner they're yeah. adding into that mix i, I think Bumgarner is going to get 100 mil
0: yeah but the ac you, you, you know you bring up a great point about the age but he probably has more innings in than the other two guys, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Yeah, a lot more because he probably started at twenty.
2: But he also has more postseason success than the other guys. You know, a little I mean, bit more than I mean, Can you
0: project that going toward the future?
2: No, uh, but
0: but I think because of his makeup and
2: because of the multiple teams yeah. interested, yeah. I think Bumgarner is going to get the most of, of the batch. I just
0: you know just five years. I mean, he's had injuries uh, before. You know, he's he has wear and tear. You know, how many pitchers have ever been successful with a five-year contract after age 30?
2: Imagine, if you will, whatever the contracts might look like. Maybe Bumgarner's five at 100. Maybe Ryu is three at 70, Mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe Keuchel is four at 80 or, or somewhere in there, okay? If you're a Sox fan, add in this idea that you might be able to trade some of your prospects for David Price, if the Red Sox ate $30 million as reported, it'd be three for 66.
0: But are they ready? Does David Price make them a world champion?
2: Uh, I, I would rather have David Price than any of the other three lefties I'm I am just saying,
0: At this point, a player development for the White Sox. I, well, uh, With the rest of their rotation. Let's just look at the rotation.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying, but I, I'm saying compare him to Bumgarner, Ryu, and Keuchel. I would rather have Price. No, I,
0: I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying if you're trading prospects... Before your prospects have developed, mm-hmm. you know, you know, are you really rolling the dice that your window is really cracked that far open? Or do you now trust yourself
2: scouting to the point that you can look at Mike or Adolfo and say we're not going to need that?
0: Okay, I mean, I think they can, you know, you've made a good point before the show when we talked and now during the show about the fact that they could get price and maybe it doesn't look like a horrible deal for them. The, the only question is, is whether or not – the other pitchers are ready to go ahead and compete at that level so that Price is not a waste of time here the first couple years where he's probably going to have his best stuff and gives you a best opportunity to go deep into the playoffs.
2: 670, the score is where you are. We'll take a break, come back, and do more inside the clubhouse. Cubs director of hitting Justin Stone at the top of the hour with Bruce Levine and myself, Matt Spiegel. Welcome back in on 670, The Score. We've uh, got some phone calls here to get to Bruce Levine and then a couple of guests in the next hour on Inside the Clubhouse. This is Jim and Aurora, and Jim is on The Score. What's up, Jim? Good morning.
1: Thanks, Matt. Hey, Bruce. Um, How much does Agent Scott Burroughs take on a contract, and isn't the uh, tax rate about 35% on one of those $300
0: million contracts? It's uh, 5%. So Boris gets five percent so
2: far as clients have signed for about eight hundred and fifty million dollars.
0: Right. He told me a story um two years ago about how one of his clients came to him and said, Hey, uh, I'm leaving my other agency. They only took four percent. And uh he said, Well said, you know, I would love to work he had four percent, but you know, what am I gonna tell um what am I gonna tell Steven Strasberg about the five percent that he's paying? You know, what am I? what am I gonna tell all my other clients that are paying five percent, so he uh, he gets a solid five, and he's very much involved in all sorts sorts of the uh, the rest and the marketing as well. Which, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got
2: a big, big staff of, uh, of hundred people. people in
0: a huge building in Orange County, and um, he just. He just got 5% of about $875 million. That'll work. In two days.
2: In terms of the taxes, I saw that Garrett Cole's 324 in the state of New York is going to end up being about 173 something like that. Mm-hmm. He'll be okay.
0: I think he'll be all right. I think
2: he'll be all right. Um, let's go to Bob and Cicero on the score. Hello, Bob. Yeah, hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Okay. My
1: question is, a couple of weeks ago when the White Sox picked up, Yasmani Grandal. There was a rumor going on around about Marcelo Zuna. And of course, that didn't happen. But Bruce went through the lineup, you know, the Sox lineup, and he said that they were pretty set at every spot. I didn't catch who's going to play second base.
0: Oh, it's going to be Nick Madrigal, their number one pick from 2018. Eventually, by the middle of May, something like that? Mm, maybe earlier. Okay. Could be, you know, depends on what they see in spring training, but it could be two weeks into the season. Um, meantime, uh, you know, they have...
2: They have Lurie Garcia as well. Yeah, Garcia, He can and, help fill it for a bit.
0: Yeah, they have a couple young players that, that came up at the end of the year they like to. But mm-hmm. it's going to be Nick Madrigal. That's your second baseman.
2: This is John and Lombard real quick on 670 The Score. Hello, John. Good
0: morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I realize the, uh, the implications of
1: the Bryant decision on his arbitration could possibly change the way baseball is. Uh, the contracts are written and whatnot. Why is it going to take another 3 months to get a decision on
0: that? It's not. We're hoping, you know, in January. That's what we're hearing early January. And uh this was, you know, this was predicated, this was pushed recently by the union. Uh it's been sitting there for 4 years. Okay? <laughs> it's the crazy. original grievance was Yeah. Four years ago in 2015. So
2: why didn't it? It didn't happen because it's union.
0: You know the union decides when to push these things and when not to.
2: Okay, so now the union is pushing it, and then the hold up now. And they've been getting. I know they've already had you testimony. Know,
0: it, it's probably like uh, chips at a uh, you know table in Vegas. You know when do you put your chips in? They felt this was the right time to put the the Bryant chip in, wow. and and you know it's it's messing the Cubs up for sure. It's kind of messing. It's it's got the industry to a certain extent, on hold, waiting for these other players because we don't know what Brian's is going to be, whether it's one year of uh, contract control or two.
2: We had a text earlier that, as we were talking about the financial situation that said, uh, boo-hoo, the Cubs play by the same rules as everybody else. Yes, that's the point I made is that all the other teams – are doing the same kind of thing, the Red Sox feverish to try and get under the tax. Other teams yeah. desperately trying to yeah. get under. Look, it's very
0: Andrew Friedman, uh taking over the Dodgers six years ago, they haven't had one huge signing other than, you know, an extension to Kershaw for sixty million dollars.
2: Yeah, AJ Pollock last year It's not huge. I mean, it wasn't huge no. and they don't like it. Yeah. But, I, but
0: I mean, you know, they have they have eschewed going into that you know, we're going to pay 250 to 300 million dollars for a player. What's
2: interesting is that they finally tried like crazy here in this offseason. They failed on Cole and Rendon.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, good. You know, they make no moves. They're favored probably by 10 <laughs> games to win their division, right? Yeah. And probably one of the two favorites to go to the World Series again next year.
2: Yeah. 670 the score is where you are. It is inside the clubhouse. There's a new director of hitting. And this guy's been around for a while um, and in the industry, teaching and developing some interesting things. Looking forward to talking to him. He is Justin Stone.
0: Of the Cubs. And we will be talking to him as we leave this break. This is six, seven to Score, 672score.com. He's Matt. I'm Bruce. We're here for you every week, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball between 9 and 11.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?